Greetings everyone, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. Well, hello, Patriots. Trebo, President, United Patriot Coin. I'm sure a lot of you have heard the story on how a $20 gold coin 100 years ago would buy a gentleman's really nice suit. And at the time we're making this video, gold sitting around $1,912 an ounce would still buy a gentleman's nice suit. But I want to take you back, maybe not that far ago, a time most of you should be able to remember the year 2000. Gold was $275 an ounce, which means if you invested a million dollars in gold, you would be able to purchase 3,636 ounces of gold. Patriots today at roughly $1,912 an ounce, that would be worth $6.9 million today. Just another way to encourage you to be your own bank. Stay safe. Be prepared, Patriots. You know, one of the things that I think we need to just get out there and, and, and hopefully we can find individuals that have the courage to do this. When we start talking about the party of systemic racism, when we start talking about the party that is aligning itself and finding alliance with Islamic jihadists, there's only one party, and that's the Democrat Party. You know, just recently, Stacey Abrams came out. I guess she was talking on that MSLSD news show program with Jen Psaki, the former mouthpiece for Joe Biden. And she was asked about all the stuff that surrounds Kamala Harris. Is it because she's a woman and black? And Stacey Abrams said, absolutely. It's all because she's a black woman, the misogyny and, races and, and racism and, and everything. No. Being a knucklehead has nothing to do with your sex or your color. Being incompetent has nothing to do with your sex or your color. But yet, the progressive socialist left, a.k.a. Democrat Party, they still got to go back to this same old, same old identity politics thing. And maybe, just maybe, you know, there's a part of me, I, I don't think it's possible, but there's a part of me that believes they're trying to set this thing up for Michelle Obama maybe to run for president, to make everyone afraid to say anything about Michelle Obama because she's black and she's a woman. And if you talk about policies, if you talk about her perspectives and her visions, oh, you're just a hater because she's black and a woman. The czar of border security and, and border control, Kamala Harris, is a failure. 
You know what's funny to me is that, you know, I'm a black guy, and all of the demeaning, denigrating, disparaging comments that come to me, I don't go out there and complain, well, they're t- saying bad things about me because I'm a black guy. No, Joe Biden came out and said, if you don't vote for me, you're not really black. To me, that's offensive. That's racist. It says that I can't think on my own, that my skin color is supposed to determine who I am and what I think, how I carry myself about. And that's what the left believes. That's the systemic racism that they have always perpetuated. You know, as a matter of fact, I've got a little speaking engagement coming up at the University of Alabama. Boy, that's going to be tough. A Tennessee volunteer going to the University of Alabama to speak. And this is the second time. But I think it's pretty cool. And the topic that they want me to deal with, and this is for the Young America's Foundation, YAF. I think it'll probably be live streamed. You can watch it on yaf.org. It's going to be on November the 14th. They want me to talk about how the policies of the Democrat Party have destroyed the black community. I mean... I could go on for like two days, but I'm going to be able to condense this into a, you know, 35, 40 minute discussion presentation, then open it up to questions and answers. And I can't wait. I just I just hope there's one idiot progressive socialist going to stand up there and try to challenge me on that. Because I'm going to talk fact. I want to talk about the fact that, you know, when it comes to systemic racism, guess what? Even the NAACP now, they hopefully they have awakened from this slumber. Hopefully they're not going to go out there and start talking about, you know, you don't like the vice president because she's black. They're bigger fish to fry. And obviously here's a really big fish that the NAACP is going to. NAACP rails against failing Maryland schools. African-Americans aren't being educated. This comes from Zero Hedge. An incredible trend. An alarming number of Baltimore County schools have fewer than 5% of students scoring proficient in math. Fewer than 5% of students. African-American students are not being educated. And they want to keep our students in these failing schools. We can't have our children jailed, sequestered in failing schools. Ryan Coleman, the NAACP president of Randallstown, Maryland chapter. Here's the deal. Coleman looked at a recent survey of 700 of his members. Low test scores were reflected in the survey. 86% of the respondents believe that their students should have have access to high-achieving impact magnet schools. 52% of their respondents are in favor of using per-pupil funds or monies to be used for private schools. 51% of respondents are in favor of charter schools. 30% of respondents are in favor of vouchers. Based on new school data analyzing this report, they found that in 27 schools, 15,256 students who took the state test, at least 95% failed to achieve proficiency in math. A closer examination revealed that out of these 27 schools, 17 are high schools. This is an alarming number, but it makes sense if you look at the math scores for the students going into high school. Last year, 10,299 students in Baltimore County took the 7th or 8th grade state math test, and 5% or fewer scored proficient. 
That means in all of Baltimore County public schools, 5% or fewer of 7th and 8th graders who took those state math tests scored 5% or fewer who took those state tests scored proficient in math. 5% or fewer. 5% or fewer are proficient in math in Baltimore County schools. And what does the progressive socialist left say? Well, if you're black and you can't do math, that's because math is racist. Don't believe me? Google the quote. 2 plus 2 equals 4. If you don't understand that 2 plus 2 equals 4 and you're black, it's because white people came up with math and they hate you. Now, the interesting thing is that, you know, I'm getting ready to go down to the University of Alabama, and all of us remember down south. I mean, we remember George Wallace, Lester Maddox, who was the governor when I was growing up over in Georgia. Remember how all of these white racist Democrats stood outside the doors of education, would not allow black kids to come inside the doors of education. Now they are standing inside the doors of education and not allowing black kids to come out. Because Randy Weingarten and the teachers unions, NEA, AFT, they don't care about the education of these young black kids. Well, I mean, the indoctrination, yes. I mean, DEI, cultural Marxism, all this type of stuff. 1619 Project, telling them that America was founded in 1619 when the first slave ship came along. Remember that movie, Hidden Figures? Great movie. Incredible movie. Those black women that were instrumental in the early stages of the Apollo astronaut program, rocket program, black women who were brilliant at math and physics, understood that stuff, far smarter than this guy. I'm pretty good at math and physics. I was an artillery guy. You got to understand some things about math and physics to be a good, successful artillery officer. But these women, who many went on to work with IBM and whatever, they figured out how to send a guy in a rocket out there into space, in orbit, and successfully bring them back. And oh, by the way, um, I had nothing to do with racism. They were competent. But now we have allowed the progressive socialist left to come in and leverage this whole thing, which they've always done, with their soft bigotry of low expectations. Now, maybe just maybe, because what just was revealed in Baltimore County can be replicated in many major urban population counties across the United States of America, where you see a preponderance of a black population here in Dallas County, I mean, I'm sure. Houston Harris County, I'm sure. Atlanta Fulton County, I'm sure. Washington, D.C., Detroit, Chicago, where black kids are murdering themselves off the chart. But that's not what the left wants to talk about. That's not what Stacey Abrams wants to talk about. Stacey Abrams is, is out there talking about how if you criticize the vice president for her incompetency and her lack of, you know, being able to deliver a coherent speech or thought, you do that because you don't like her because she's black and a woman. And I start to believe that, you know, this is laying the foundations for her. Of Michelle Obama because they can't run a person that is so unpopular and you know what Kamala Harris was so unpopular that she dropped out of the presidential race back in 2020 before the first primary now 
are Democrats racist and sexist because they didn't support her and vote for her in the early stages? I mean, not even vote for her. She dropped out before the first primary, so they ain't even show support for her. Democrats don't even support this person. Does that have to do something with racism and sexism? No, everyone just recognizes an incompetent person. But that's not what the Democrats want to do. The Democrats want to focus on their version of systemic racism, which is telling you that if you don't lower your standards, if you're not part of this cultural Marxism, then you're a racist. So, and, and I just think that's insane. So Kamala Harris is not the black woman that they can have on the ticket in 2024. But the black woman that they believe they can have on the ticket is someone they think is more popular. I don't think we want Barack Obama back in the White House. Well, but, you know, he never really left the White House, as a matter of fact. I think he's still the puppet master for Joe Biden. And so he'll be the puppet master for his own wife. And Valerie Jarrett will be right back. And Susan Rice, the whole cast of characters. And so... We've got to move beyond the smokescreen that the left is putting up there. Because either you're competent or you're not. It has nothing to do with skin color. It has nothing to do with your gender. Or your confusion about your gender. It's just whether or not you can perform and do the job. And transitioning to the next point, speaking about this other alliance that the Progressive Socialist Left Party, a.k.a. Democrat Party, has now with these, I'm not saying militant, I'm not saying radical, I'm just saying Islamic jihadists and terrorists that we are allowing to take to our streets here in the United States of America. Barack Obama came out this past weekend and, you know, he decided to weigh in on the situation that Hamas... What they did on October 7th was bad. We know that, Barry Sotoro. But when all of a sudden he tries to make this moral equivalency, <laughs> we all got blood on our hands. And, and, and again, here is a former president of the United States of America promulgating a lie, proliferating a lie, talking about, you know, the occupation of Gaza and, and Palestine, a region, which, as we have told you, this whole word Palestine came about as punishment to the Jews for revolting against the Roman Empire in 132-135 AD, the Simon Bar Kokhba revolts Syria, Palestina. But Barack Obama comes out and starts, you know, with this whole thing about, you know, it's all relative. And, you know, why do we continue to see this party? The Democrat Party. And Rashida Tlaib has lost her mind. But they're trying to walk a thin line with terrorists and their supporters here in the United States of America. I mean, when you are a person that stands up and you hold up a sign that says, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, you're buying into the charter of Hamas, which says we're going to annihilate, exterminate, eradicate erase the Jewish nation and the Jewish people from the face of the earth. That's what that means. And, oh, by the way, I mean, since 2005, no one, no Jew has been occupying the Gaza Strip. 
President Obama. So I don't know what you're talking about. And furthermore, you are the one that enriched Iran, the number one state sponsor of Islamic terrorism, with billions of dollars, especially the billions of dollars that were laundered, palletized, put on an unmarked plane and flown into Iran in the middle of the night. You're the one that wanted to have an Iranian nuclear agreement. You're the one that, you know, gave them, breathed life into them. You're the one that, back when you gave your speech at the University of Cairo, asked for members of the Muslim Brotherhood, who are the founding members, if you want to put it that way, of groups like Hamas, whose founder, Hassan al-Banna, was an ally and believed in the principles of Adolf Hitler who wanted to exterminate, eradicate, eliminate, annihilate the Jewish people. But you allowed Muslim Brotherhood members to sit front row when you gave your speech at the University of Cairo. Now all of a sudden you're trying to tell me that I got blood on my hands. I ain't got nothing on my hands. You got blood on your hands. And your party has blood on your hands because you've enabled this. The weakness that you've shown, the support to Iran, the things that you have advised Joe Biden to do to not hold these economic sanctions strongly against Iran have enabled them to be flushed with oil revenue and cash. You know, this report comes to us from the Western Journal, written by Jack Davis, November the 4th, 2023, at 6.04 p.m. A U.S. military supply ship was blocked from leaving an Oakland, California port on Friday by pro-Palestinian, let's just call it pro-Hamas protesters, who believed that the ship was going to carry a cargo of military supplies to Gaza. Protesters locked themselves to the carrier Cape Orlando, which they said was going to bring weapons to Israel after loading up in Tacoma, Washington. Demonstrators also blocked the entrance to the berth where the ship was moored, and three others were holding onto a rope ladder, refusing to let the workers close the door to the ship. The protest began before dawn with about 50 demonstrators, according to the San Francisco Chronicle, and grew to about 200. The activists chanted, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And hey, hey, ho, ho, the occupation has to go. The occupation ended in 2005. This is a military response to a heinous, barbaric, and savage attack by Islamic terrorists. And they also call for a ceasefire in the war between Israel and Hamas. Why didn't they call for a ceasefire of Hamas for all of these years? One of the protesters, Mina Abu Shamala, Mina Abu Shamala, said she was enraged that our taxpayer dollars are funding this genocide and continued, continued ethnic, ethnic cleansing of our people. You know, my taxpayer dollars have been going over there in the Gaza for humanitarian aid and assistance and all this stuff for quite some years. They haven't invested in better living conditions or better hospitals or, or anything. You know, Gaza Strip sits on the Mediterranean. That could be a beautiful tourist location. But instead, what Hamas has done, they took over the, the, uh, the Gaza Strip soon after the 2005 withdrawal of the Israelis. They've taken all of this billions upon billions, maybe trillions of dollars now, that we've thrown to them, and they built tunnels. 
They built four to five facilities underneath hospitals, in and around schools, you name it. They've purchased rockets and missiles, things of this nature. That's the whole purpose of what Iran does, the number one state sponsor of Islamic terrorism. And now all of a sudden, you know, these people are taken to the, to the streets and blocking a U.S. military supply ship. Hey, folks, that's aiding and abetting terrorist organization, providing material support and comfort to a terrorist organization. That's a violation of U.S. statute, code, and law. And then also this past weekend, we had a whole bunch of these same people, pro-Hamas, terrorist group supporters, the same terrorist group that killed 30, 31 Americans on October the 7th, 2023, that is holding Americans hostage. They were chanting and marching outside of the White House. There's still blood-stained hands all over the fence outside the White House. Some of them tried to scale the fence of the White House. Why were they shot? I mean, if Alan West tried to scale the fence outside the White House, I guarantee you, if I had a cafe around me, you couldn't see my face, I'd get popped. Different rules out there. And once again, they were shouting, Allah Akbar, we know what that means. That's what the terrorists were shouting when they were murdering and gunning down innocent Israelis, like those young people at that music festival. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. There are you know, signs outside our White House calling for the extermination, the annihilation of an entire race of people. Where are the voices in the Democrat Party. They got a serious problem right now. And you know, it's so funny that people are talking about, well, President Biden is losing support in the uh, Muslim community in uh, Michigan, and that's a critical battleground state. So the politics to the Democrats is more important than standing up against a terrorist organization that killed Americans. That's the Democrat way. Ashley Babbitt was the only person that was killed on January 6th in the, in the Capitol building. Nobody was shot when these pro-Hamas supporters took over the Cannon House office building. Nobody was shot when these pro-Hamas supporters went, as I just read, blocked a U.S. military ship from leaving an Oakland, California port. I mean, that's something you would think would happen in Yemen or some of these other Middle Eastern countries. No, it happened right here in the United States of America. Nobody was shot when they were up there trying to scale the fence, scale the wall, and gain access to the White House. Pro-Hamas, Islamic terrorist group supporters, an organization that just killed 30, 31 Americans, still holding Americans hostage, not allowing Palestinian Americans to leave Gaza. You want to talk about being humanitarian. But this is all fine and well for the Democrat Party. You know, we, we want to support Israel, but we need to have a pause. We need to think about a ceasefire. Now, pause, ceasefire, it's the same. They're just playing a stupid with word games. That's really what they want. They're more so concerned about their left-wing nutcases like Rashida Tlaib, 
and even Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, who is Jewish, came out and basically supported Rashida Tlaib and what she's been talking about. Now, all of a sudden, it's a genocide against the quote-unquote Palestinian people. Israel is not looking to have a genocide. What Israel is looking to do is destroy a terrorist organization whose charter is to commit a genocide against them and to annihilate them. And obviously their supporters support that because when they start talking about from the river to the sea, Palestine would be free, that's what they want. They, they're, they're saying that eradicate the Jewish people and also gas the Jews. And only one political party is aligning itself with this ideal systemic racism, cultural Marxism, and now Islamic jihadism. So in 2024, you got a great choice to make. To me, it's a pretty simple choice. It's pretty apparent. Christopher Ray gets up there and says that we're at a heightened state of alert for a terrorist attack. Well, I guess so, since we've allowed millions of single military-aged males to come into this country, many of whom we don't know who they are or where they are. People that we've caught on the terrorist watch list, how many people have we not caught that are on this terrorist watch list? We've allowed the Iranian foreign minister to come onto our soil and deliver a threat against us. It's all because of the policies of one group of folks. The folks who are in charge of the White House and the United States Senate. Imagine if they were still in charge of the House of Representatives as well. See, I've We'll close on this note. I found it interesting that Christopher Ray told us last week that we were more in danger for a terrorist attack than ever before. But yet, parents who show up at a school board meeting are labeled as domestic terrorists. A group like Moms for Liberty is labeled a, hate, labeled a hate group. His FBI is infiltrating the Catholic Church and pro-life advocates are having raids against their house because they're pro-life. But yet the people that are out there carrying signs in support of an annihilation of a sovereign state and this entire race of people just because they exist well, that's not terrorism. That shouldn't be investigated. We're going to allow them to block a U.S. military supply ship in the United States of America. And if you did not see, here's the mentality of the progressive socialist left. They think that people that support America first make America great policies. And Christians or a bigger threat to the United States of America than Hamas. You don't believe me? That was the headline for a story that was written and posted by Salon Magazine. That's who the progressive socialist left is. They're cultural Marxists. They're abhorrent leftists. 
and they have an unholy alliance with Islamic jihadists and terrorists. And the only way this country survives all of this is that you must be steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down